is supposed to receive. Quickly, let me just review that. The Gemara, the the par, the parsha talk, opens up. Vishmai Yitro, what did Yitro hear? Kriyat Yamsuf and Milchemet Amalek. Rabbi Nachman says in lesson nine that the main life force that we're going to receive, the main life that we receive, we're supposed to receive all of our life through prayer, like the prayer, like the pasuk says in Tehilim, Tefillah la El Chayai, a prayer to my living God, which Rabbi Nachman teaches as a prayer. Um, sorry, a prayer to my God is my life. So when a person regulates himself to pray to God for everything, his life is completely godly. So again, if a person, the Gemara says, draws, doesn't ask for food, doesn't ask for food, he doesn't ask for food, he just makes a bracha and eats. Says the Sfarim Akdashim, he's like an animal. An animal doesn't ask for its food, gets food, and he eats it. A snake is even worse. A snake has his food, has his food everywhere. We're drawing, we're drawing, we can draw everything to us with bracha, with elokut. How? If you pray for it. I'm anyways going to eat lunch. So pray to Hashem. Pray to Hashem that you'll be able to have the lunch. Pray to Hashem before you go to lunch. That the lunch will be beneficial for you. That you'll be able to eat the lunch with holiness and that it should only benefit, um, benefit your avodat Hashem and not, God forbid, deter you in any way. That is drawing that entire lunch period to be a spiritual experience. Wow, great. Instead of it being a physical experience with a bracha before, a bracha after, and maybe if you're lucky, some divrei Torah in the middle, the entire lunch is being brought to you by our advertisements, by Akkadosh Baruch. I thought the same thing. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Where our, our minds are programmed like TVs. Uh, yeah. the exact same thing. A person has to live so connected to Hashem You have to walk around that you have nothing solid, you have nothing real besides Hashem in this world. Everyone else is just floating puppets. Could come, could go, could see one day, could not see the next. Something's are here, some things are not here, some things you're supposed to be in touch with, some things you're not. Hashem is always with you. You have to feel so connected to Hashem that He's the only thing that exists. Everyone else is here for me to get closer to Hashem. This is what it means that a prayer to Hashem is my life. That's how I will draw down my entire life. That the prayer should draw for you all the life force of godliness that you need for your entire day and your entire life. Okay, I'm going, to, I'm going to pause for a moment. I want to say two things. One, we see clearly. First of all, let me tell you what Rav Nassim said. Rav Nassim said that Rabbi Nachman put such an emphasis on this and he took it so to heart and he, got, he had such Yerat Shemaim from this that it was impossible for him to do anything, Rav Nassim said, without praying for it first. That's the level Rav Nassim was on. He says, I, I, I took this lesson so to heart, it became at the end of his life impossible to him to do anything without praying for it. He couldn't imagine how someone can walk into a business meeting without doing something to put it did before. He couldn't imagine what it is to go and eat breakfast without praying to Hashem that the whole situation that he's about to walk into should be a godly experience. He couldn't do anything without drawing the godliness into that thing. Wow, what a great tool. Secondly, we see many times that people get married, 
even after years and years of asking to get married, right? Of wanting to get married. And many times it happens that it ends up in divorce. How does it end up in divorce? Rav Arush once said a story, I was listening to a CD or I heard him live, whatever it was. He said that when he was young, he did two hours of his photos before he was married. He did two hours of his photos a day. One hour on himself and one hour on his Shalom bite. But he wasn't married. He wasn't married and he did an hour on his future wife, on his future kids, on the house that he's going to live in, on what he wants the house to look like. And he said he received everything he asked for. He said, even the picket fence around my apartment that I wanted, I got. Because he prayed and he drew, he drew everything down, not through ishtadlut, uh, not through going and taking it, not through the process, rather through tefillah. Draw everything down through tefillah and everything will come through racha. Because what are you doing when you're praying? You're making a kli. Why don't you have what you don't have? Because it's not good for you. If it was good for you, you'd have it. To get something without having a kli to receive it is not a bracha, that's a klala. Shmuel, if you ask for water and I start pouring water and you don't have a cup, it's going to go all over your pants. It's a mess. We just made a gallon of water on the floor. That's a mess. That's not a bracha. You asked for water. I gave you water, but you don't have a cup available to receive the water. Is that a bracha or a klala? I hear you. It's a klala. Mm-hmm. It's a tremendous klala. If I go through the process of wanting to get married and I find a girl and I get married, who says that's going to come with bracha? Who's promising that's coming with, with Shalom Bait? Who's promising that? If you drew it down for weeks before, months before, years before with prayer, it's going to come with bracha. A certain Rosh Hashiva went over to one of the main Talmidim and he said, listen, I, uh, I have a girl to offer you. He says, um, and, it's my, and it's my daughter. Would you like to go out with my daughter? He says, Rabbi, I really apologize but I'm, I won't be able to go on any shidduch until next month. So Rosh Hashiva was offended. I'm offering you my daughter, not uh, some Balabite's daughter. You're marrying the Rosh Hashiva's daughter. You be the biggest cover in the entire world to marry your Rosh Hashiva's daughter. The Rosh Hashiva picked you to be his chazan. He says, can I ask you why you think you're not ready? He says, no, I don't know if I'll ever be ready. It's not because of me being ready or not. I didn't daven for it yet. I wasn't in that parsha. I wasn't thinking about getting married. Now that you say you have a shidduch for me, let's talk after Pesach, and uh, I'll have enough time to daven. I forgot. It's a famous Misa. The kid wanted to draw everything down through tefillah. It's a very normal thing. I'm about to hit something big in life. I'm not just going to go and jump into it. I want a lot of siyata deshmaya in my marriage. I want a lot of siyata deshmaya with my kids. I want a lot of siyata deshmaya with my, with, my, uh, with my job, with my business. I have to draw it down through tefillah. And tefillah, what does Rabbi Nachman says? It builds a kli. When you pray out loud, Rabbi Nachman says, it builds a kli. And then you'll be able to receive the big gift Hashem wants to give you. It builds you a kli. Tefillah builds your kli. Whatever you ask for, it builds you the kli in order for Hashem to be able to send it with bracha. Like I said, if he's holding an eight ounce cup and I pour a liter into his cup, that's not a bracha. I have to have a liter cup in order to receive a liter from Hashem. You have to pray. If you don't pray, you could receive it. 
It's, it's there. You got it. It looks good in the beginning. It's filling. It's filling. Wow, this looks amazing. I'm married. I'm married. I have a, I have a, I have a kid. My wife's pregnant. And then, everything goes down the toilet. And it becomes the biggest klala in your entire life. You just got married, had a kid, and now you have to be divorced. You know how many friends I have, unfortunately, that have one kid. They're still connected to that wife because of one kid. And their life is gehane gehenom. Some of them even went off the derech because of how difficult life was becoming. Now, I'm not saying they prayed or didn't pray. I'm not saying that. But we see how important it is to have bracha and siyat deshmaya within whatever we're doing. Because whatever we're doing that we think we want and we think is a vodas Hashem or whatever it is, even if you just want it for good reasons, it's not good enough. You have to draw it down through tefillah. Tefillah lekel, that's how I'm going to live life. That's my chiyut. That's the only way I'm going to have Hashem on my side, is through tefillah. Says the Rav. Here. Aval shtemas, so he says, Aval But there's 12 tribes and 12 Ways to pray. Can I get Shemesh Mazalot? The twelve Mazalot, parallel to the twelve Mazalot. Shem can I get Shemesh Arptachim Shiyesh Lamala Barakia? Parallel to the twelve gates there are in heaven. Utsrichim lechaven shetfilatot tagia el Ashar vehanosach vehashevet hashayach leshorash nishmato. You have to make sure. You have to try to make sure that your prayer is going to reach the proper gate with the proper nusach, the proper text, into the proper shevet that you belong to, which your Shorash Neshama belongs to. Says Rav Nasan, says Rav Nachman. This is why it's going to be almost impossible to pr- properly pray with all these things in mind. I have to get my prayer to the right gate, to the right shevet. It has to be open. I have to get it to the right letter. There's a lot of things that have to happen. It says the Rav, you have to connect your prayer to the tzaddik hador. Now, let me explain this concept because it could sound a little, whatever, strange. So, let's go, let's go mundane. If I want to send something to you in the mail, okay? I want to send something to the White House. I want to send a letter to the White House. That letter is not getting anywhere without the proper stamp. Now, am I writing a letter to the mailman? Do I have, do I have any need? Let's, do I have any need besides the, the travel and the deliverance of that package for the mailman? No. I put a sticker, I connect to the mailman, that mailman is taking my letter straight to Donald Trump. Yeah? In tefillah. If I don't, says Rabbi Nachman, if you don't connect, or if when you connect to the tzaddik, now again, connecting to the tzaddik is another sheer in and of itself, and we'll explain what that means another time. But in its simplest form, that you're connecting to people who you know are able to bring and take your prayers and put them in the right place. Not that you're praying to Him, your prayer is straight to Hashem. 
and not that I'm even asking him to take my prayer. But I know that I'm connecting to these tzaddikim who are building the bricks in the base of Megdash. Rabbi Nachman says the tzaddikim, Moshe Rabbeinu, these tzaddikim are building the bricks with our tefillot every day. They're able to put our prayer in the right place. So that's wouldn't, wouldn't the goal, if that's if you if you're connecting to the tzaddik, which is the mailman, yeah, wouldn't yeah. you choose? Wouldn't everybody choose Moshe Rabbeinu? Absolutely, choose Moshe Rabbeinu. All the tzaddikim. That's what we have to choose. We have to choose all the tzaddikim. Rabbi Nachman says you have to connect yourself to all the tzaddikim before prayer. He doesn't say him. He doesn't believe me. He doesn't say him. And what's the process of that? We usually just verbalize it, and then hopefully that's the intention that we can have. Is Rabbi Nachman says, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a text. It's a very famous text in Brazil. Hareni mikasha etzmi be, let's say, tefilat mincha, tefilat mincha zu, lekol atzadikim shevedareinu. To all the tzadikim. Ulekol atzadikim shochni afar. And to all the tzadikim who are not alive. All the tzadikim of our generation. All the tzadikim who are not alive. Shochni afar, asher ba'aretz hema. Uvefrat, and we say, Brazil will say, hem uvefrat, Rabbi Nachman, that he's the tzaddik Yisrael Olam, and may all the may schutam, all their merits, the ones who are alive, the ones who are dead, and any tzaddik that we specifically have any connection with, all their merits should protect us in them. But absolutely, connect to Moshe Rabbeinu. Mm-hmm. That's who you're supposed to connect with. These are the tzaddikim that we have to connect to. Who else are we supposed to connect to? What's his name in uh, in uh, in India? What's his name? The Gal- Dalai Lama. Not supposed to, uh, Dalai Lama was probably a nice guy, but. It has nothing to do with what we're connecting with. I don't connect to the Dalai Lama. You want to you wanna learn a book of the Dalai Lama? That's in the bathroom. I connect to Moshe Rabbeinu. I connect to Rishon Bar Yochai. I connect to the Arizal. I connect to the Baal Shem Tov. I connect to the, to, uh, what's it called? The, the Shulchan Aruch or Yosef Cairo. I connect to the true Tzadikim. I connect to Rav Pincus. I connect to Rav, uh, to Rav Victor Miller. So that's, that's who we connect that, with. That's why, that's why the uh, Shmona Esrei Begins with Avraham Yitzhak and Yaakov. Absolutely, you're you're, you're name dropping. Like Absolutely, a, you know, like you, like in Hollywood, you go to these parties back in my Hollywood days, and everybody's like dropping names who they know and right. who they had whose party he was. Right? Why? Because, no, because you you no, want, you it gets you in. It gets you in. Status yeah, to the person public. you're talking. No, but it also to. gets you in. It gets you in. Yeah, but it gets you into places. No, but he's mentioning the fact that we mentioned yeah. Avraham and Zakhan Yaakov in the right. beginning right. in order to arouse their schut and remember Hashem. By the way, I'm the son of Avraham and Zakhan Yaakov. So maybe you should maybe you should treat me a little uh, a little better. Today. You know, I'm, 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 these are my guys. I'm, I'm in with them. Right. You know, right. you know. <laughs> and by the way, the more you, the, I, 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 it's elef of dollars, but 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 if we we can use that as a tool to understand. That you know, in Hollywood, people want to connect with people who are connected. Uh-huh. You know, you don't want to connect with a nobody. You, you, you know, what have you done lately? I, I was in this movie, I was in this commercial, I was in this. But you know what? I was just at a party with this one and this one and this one, and, and we're going on the yacht next week. And and to, so so the idea is that you you arouse other people's desire to hear what you have to say and to and to send benefit your way. And so we do the same thing with Hashem. Elf of dollars, mm. you know. There's a, and they're also a, able to thousand, help you here, though. A thousand differences, right? Um, I would never connect with the two. Does it work as an analogy? Yeah, yeah, I like it. They're I, also able to help you. Like that, they're, yeah. Now that you're connected, yeah. I'll give you guys a story, just because you guys are such a beautiful people. 
Uh, I don't know how much we're gonna. Well, maybe we'll. Uh, let me just. Uh, okay, let's just try to finish this quickly. So he says like this. And I'll give you a good story. The tzaddikim know exactly which gate you're you're supposed to be. So you have no idea. I don't know which tribe I'm from. I don't know which gate mazal. I don't know where I'm supposed to be putting my prayers. That's why we have to put a stamp on our envelope before we send it which is the tzaddik, connect to all the tzaddikim, and they're able to go do that. You're not asking him to go do that. You're just connecting him. And like he said, he knows what he needs to do. The Rambam writes, just to give you a little bit of another side of this, that if you ask the melachim to take your prayer to Hashem, that's, he says, Hashemetz of Avodah Zarah. Hashemetz of Avodah But over here we're not doing that. We're connecting to tzaddikim. We're not talking to them to ask them to, b- to bring our prayer to God. We're connecting to the tzaddikim. And whatever that gets me, whatever that gets me, if the tzaddik wants to bring my prayer, fantastic, he doesn't, no problem. I'm not asking. So that Rambam has nothing to do here. Ready? Asher Hayam says the Gemara in Pirkei de Rebbe Eliezer, not the Gemara, in the, in the Midrash. Asher Hayam Suf Nikral we know that the Yamsuf split not once, split into 12 different paths. The Gemara says in Psachim 118a that the Kriyat Yam, uh, a person receives his Parnassah as difficult, it's difficult to receive Parnassah just as it was to split the sea. And also it says that Kriyat Yamsuf, no. That adam, it's difficult to find a proper match, just like Kriyat Yamsuf was difficult. I'll tell you the story in a minute then. What does it mean it's as difficult as Kriyat Yamsuf? Was Kriyat Yamsuf difficult? We're going to see exactly. Very good. Why was it hard for Hashem? Because there was a big kitrug. Hashem, has to, Hashem doesn't have to. Doesn't have to. But Hashem does work with whatever He created. So Hashem made that there are angels. And the angels can start accusing. And Hashem has to listen to their accusations. They started accusing the Jewish people. Halalu of Halalu of Wait, wait, wait. What's happening over here? There's Jews in the front. There's Egyptians in the back. These people worship idols. Those people worship idols. What exactly? Why am I splitting the sea for these people over here? For the front group? Why God? I don't get it. Why? The sea said to Hashem, why am I splitting? Why am I splitting for them? We know that two things can break a person more than anything else in life. One is when he's lacking Parnassah. So difficult to handle a lack of Parnassah. A person, the Roman Erevin says, poverty can make a person crazy, do crazy things, and God forbid, can make him um, leave Hashem. And also, the, the, the Midrash says in Tanchuma, Akadosh Baruch Hu said to Eov, He asked Eov, He got Yisurim, Do you want poverty? Or do you want afflictions? Hashem asked Eov. What did Eov say? No, 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 no. He said, <laughs> no. he says, I'll take all the Yusurim you got, all the Yusurim the world has to offer, just don't give me poverty. 
That's how hard it is to be poor. V'chein amru, en ba'olam kashem minaniyut. The Shmot Rabbah, the Bidrash Rabbah says, there's nothing harder to deal with in the entire world than poverty. She kashem ikol yisurim ha'olam. That it's more difficult than all the problems and troubles a person can go through in the entire world. Poverty. V'ro'im zot b'chol, she says, we could see this clearly. We, see, we feel this. There's nothing more troublesome for a person than a person without parnasa. All of a sudden, when he has this poverty, uh, he feels poor, thoughts of heresy come to him. And he starts complaining and starts blaming God. The second most difficult thing in the entire world is when a person's trying to find his match. He'll travel to here, he'll travel to there, he'll go on a thousand dates, he'll try, he'll go up, down, tr- fix himself, fix the lady. Fi- he'll try to fix the world for him to have a zivug. also. This can break a person also entirely. Like the Gemara says, Nivamot. The Gemara says, whoever is living without a wife lives without happiness, lives without bracha, lives without goodness. Vunikra plaguf, the Gazora says. He's called a half a body. And once it gets a little, you know, long in the Shidduchim process, he starts unfortunately having thoughts of yeah. thoughts of heresy, the doubts, exactly. Okay, I think we're gonna have to stop here. It's true. It's true. Big team to me. I, we're not even close to finish. We're not not that we're not close to finish. We're, we're three par- nice paragraphs away from finishing. I have to run because I have to daven. Please forgive me. The story I know. I know. I know. Okay, let me tell you the story real quick. Um, a story quick, and then we'll, and then uh, and then I gotta go. We'll do this if you if you got if you guys can come tomorrow at eight thirty. We'll do this tomorrow at eight thirty. So, um, there was a certain you, you're gonna enjoy this. There was a certain Israeli guy. Um, that that got a deal to to do some service work for the KBG 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 huh KGB thank you KGB so he said to them I'm not meeting you in Israel because it's too dangerous um, I'll meet you in um, Cyprus he says I, I said I'll decide I'll send you a message where to meet me so his friend said to him why don't you go to uh, go to Uman. He says, uh, "No one. There's Jews supposed to be there, and uh, and no one's no one's there. No one, no secret. So there's not no one there to to detect that you're there or to what you're doing. Everyone's there. They, it's not Rosh Hashanah. Stam. Everyone's there throughout the year. So he says, "Good idea." He bought a ticket to Ukraine. He told them which city Uman in Ukraine. He told the KGB, KGB, KBG, whatever it's called, and he said, "Okay." So then, two true story. true story. I'll tell you how it's true, and we'll discuss that in a moment. Two o'clock in the morning, they meet at the Rebbe's Kever. It's open 24-7. They, they start discussing, and then when they want to sign the contract, they need a place to sign the contract. So there was a million books on the Teva. Where did they sign the contract? On the Kever. Took the Kever. Put the paper down. He signed. They signed. They shook hands. The guy, the KGB left. The Israeli guy stood there, and he, he goes to... He, he, he takes the, his hand, he goes to the Kever, he goes... Thank you, Rabbeinu. That's it. Left. Went back to Israel. A few weeks later, he's at a gas station filling up gas. He's paying inside. 
Some guy says to him, hey, are you so-and-so? He says, why do you want to know? He says, no, you look familiar. He says, yeah, that's me. He takes out a gun and shoots him in the face. Okay, that's the story. Did he die? No. He went to heaven. And yes, he died. He went to heaven. And he was having a heavenly tribunal. And they were super harsh on him. He says, I've never, he said he would, he would have never thought what they caught me on. On every little thing, why I did this, why I did that, why I didn't say this, why I didn't, why I said that, every little thing. All of a sudden, Rabbi Nachman comes, he says, and says, he has to go back down. He says, what? He has to go back down? What merit does he have to go back down? How are you connected to him? He says, he called me his rabbi. Rewind. Rewind the tapes. He called me his rabbi. Look, if I'm his rabbi, I'm able to now tell you what to do. Here, he has to go back down. And he went back down into his body. Back, into the same back to the same body. Was able to live, whatever. Maybe he got shot over here. I don't know where he got shot. He got shot in the face. And he's a complete Balchuva. Breslover Hasid. Been going to Uman for over 15 years. He told the story in Uman himself, this guy. Does he have all messed up face? I don't know. I didn't see him. Aviv Mizrahi, Davin's here every day. Yeah. He was in Uman and he heard this guy say this whole story. What's the moral of the story? The moral of the story. The guy called Rabbi Nachman his Rebbe. All the more so if we learn Sfarim of holy rabbis. We learn Moshe Rabbeinu's Torah. We learn the Shulchan Aruch. We connect to these people. We learn the Ben Ishchai Sfarim. We learn Rabbi Nachman's book. We learn the Baal Shem Tov Sfarim.